With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J. Enfine Phoenix. Yes, sir. In the building. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. Today, we're going to come at you with some pop culture. Loyalty versus honesty. Which do you prefer? Which one is superior? We're going to talk WVU football, and we're going to talk just in general about the world of sports. Pay attention. It's going down. Get at your boys. Pop culture. Do you like when I do that? Yeah, you know, I just, I honestly, when you just did that, I was like, I wasn't sure. Pop culture. I wasn't sure. Uh, But that said, we are going to do pop culture. Uh, there's so many people here. They say loyalty, this, the honesty, that. When they're talking about relationships, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. And the question to, for me, Jeremy, what I've been considering, just late night random thoughts. What's more important in a relationship? And, I, and that's any relationship: father, son, husband, wife, coach, player. Loyalty or honesty? For me, loyalty is the most important. The moment you said it, I saw it on social media and I agreed 100% because there's times where in my life, I feel like I'm a very honest person, mostly. Um, <laughs> throw it, throw it, mostly. Yeah, okay. Um, but th- there's times where I have been very, very loyal without being, you know, the absolute definition of honest. There, there's times, and, and, and people say, how can that be? How can that happen? So do you want me to tell you a story or do you want to give, you want to give me your opinion Let's first? Story. All right. So I had a good friend and he had just got out of a relationship with this girl. Um, very serious relationship. It was over. Completely done with. It just so happens is I was really good friends with the girl before. So we were good friends after. Um, and I noticed that, you know, you know the flavor kind of strong, son. I felt, I felt like she was catching feelings. Yeah, no, I mean, they, people just can't fight the flavor. You can't fight the flavor. That's what it was. So... Um, so I remember going down there, hanging out one time 
And I remember him just giving me the business, being so mad at me after he found out I hung out down there and he was so mad. What he didn't know is I purposely went down there because she was close enough as a friend that you don't text, you don't call, you have the conversation in person. My sole reason for going down there was to say, hey, I don't know what you think this is. We're great friends, but that kid's my heart. He takes he takes first place and you know and I just can't quit him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So so I don't know what you think this is, but it's not that. Yeah. The thing is, I knew he wasn't in a position at that point emotionally to handle any of that. So to handle the fact that if if you wanted, it would have been a, it yeah. been on a Oh boy. I came to party. And so, Yo, girl, and so what you did was the loyal thing, no, which was... No, the extremely loyal thing. And it wasn't years and years after that time I told him the truth of, hey, I know you were mad at me for months and months for going down there. You thought I was just hanging out with her. But the truth is, I was being beyond loyal. I was being beyond loyal. I also took the brunt of your bad attitude, also with, you know, being a very, very loyal friend. So that's the reason why I say, I'll take loyalty over honesty, because if you're loyal to me, then you're loyal to me, Period. That's right. That's how I feel about it. If you're loyal to me, somebody expressed the ah, oh, Mike Scott Deluzio, right? He said the same thing on the story. He said, "If you're loyal, ain't nothing to be honest about." Amen. And that's real how, talk. That's how I feel. I told him exactly. Loyalty over everything. Loyalty means you're putting my interests first, putting our relationship first, which means I don't have to worry about whether or not you lied to me about something trivial. Right. If we're married and you spent money that we weren't supposed to spend. No, that's not honest. And you could argue it's disloyal, but it ain't the same as cheating. Oh, right? no question. No because question. you can be dead honest when you say I cheated on you. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Trust me. I've had a very honest <laughs> so conversation. Me, in, so I've had then, a very honest conversation <laughs> in my life. And I'd much rather loyalty, loyalty than honesty. Yeah. I'd rather be in the dark. I'd rather even be unsure. Than I than than to be positive that you were disloyal, and people I don't understand why people don't get that. And a lot of people say, well, they go hand in hand. They work best when they're together, right? Like they work best when they're together, but they're not mutually exclusive. You can be loyal without being honest about every little Amen. detail. I'll give you another example. I was out of town a few weeks ago, and um, one of our homeboys, you know, he's just you know he's a little short on change, um, and I knew that without him saying anything to me. So we all went and got pizza late night, and he he, he just had the money to roll, you know? Oh, yeah. no. He did the old, you know, I'm not hungry. No, and he was starving. He yeah. said, I'm not hungry. So I got two pieces. I got two breadsticks. I ate one and a half of them. I ate half of them. Pizza and breadstick. And then I was dishonest. I said, I am so stuffed. I cannot eat another piece. I yeah. cannot take it. I'm throwing this away. Hey, either you want it or I'm throwing it away. And he was like, oh, I guess I'll eat it. And, you know, he enjoyed it. And I didn't tell a bunch of people. I didn't tell anybody. We're telling the world now. Yeah, yeah. But he, well, trust me, if you can't afford a piece of <laughs> you watching this podcast. He, excuse me, I'm sick. I'm you never sick. Know. You never I'm know. I'm sick. My point is, what I said wasn't completely honest. Yeah, no. I, I, I definitely could have ate that other pizza, uh, slice of pizza and breadstick. But the point was, I was... Um, showing, and here's the thing. Sometimes people think, well, oh, well, I, I can be dishonest as long as, no, no. I think about, uh, the office. Yeah. You remember Michael and Dwight, Michael had two girls come to the same event yeah. and he had Dwight running around. He honored them. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, and Dwight said, Michael explained it all. By deceiving them. We honored, uh, no, no. He said, uh, by deceiving them. How's it go again? By deceiving them, we honor them. Thereby showing that we love them. Is that how he said it? Or, or something like that. 
we deceive them. Oh, no, no. Then he said, we deceive them as not to hurt them and thereby honoring honoring them. them. That's not what we're talking about. No. That's straight up lie. But what I did, when I deceived, when I said I wasn't hungry. Jan, it's always been my understanding that we're in an open relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I really didn't have his best interest at heart. And and, and he got to eat and enjoy himself without without feeling demeaned or whatever in front of everybody. There are situations where honesty is the loyal thing. A boxer who's past yes. his prime, who's going to go in there and just get his brains beat in, and it's time for him to retire, honesty would be the loyal thing. That's right. Same thing can happen on the football field, where a coach can just be honest and say, you're not my guy because you're not the best player, and we play the best players. But he tells you, you don't just find out on the death chart. That's where honesty, you know, trumps loyal or not trumps, but is loyalty. And the same thing um, in other relationships, like if you make an agreement not to spend a certain amount of money without talking to each other, the most loyal thing to do is don't spend that money and be honest if you do. It's true. Um, but when I talk about loyalty, I'm talking about the real nitty gritty, life changing, life altering loyalties. And for friends, I realize there are very few people you can trust where it is loyalty over everything. Yep. People talk a lot. Tell me what you're loyal to. Yeah, no. Is it money? Is it fame? One thing somebody said was, honesty is words, loyalty is actions. I like it. Actions speak louder than words. So uh, put that in your back pocket. It was a close, close uh, race, actually, um, between loyalty and honesty. How do you feel? What is your choice? What do you prefer, loyalty or honesty? And I'm sorry, your your choice doesn't matter because, like I said, you could be honest about a lot of bad things. <laughs> no way. Yeah, but some people want it. So, I mean, hey, let's see what they say. Uh, this is Shane Lyons, Athletic Director at West Virginia University and Associate Vice President. You're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. We love our man Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show we love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. The Raspberry Voice Kids are brought to you in part by the Pizza Place in Morgantown. They have the official pepperoni roll of the Raspberry Voice Kids. They are located at 3011 North Point Plaza in Morgantown, West Virginia. If you are in town near the mile ground, you got to get to the Pizza Place. It is the greatest pizza you will ever taste. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to our boys, Mike and Luca. We want to give a big, loud shout and proud applause to sports fans. Mr. Chad Rogers doing big things down there in Taze Valley. If you get a chance, go check him out. He's got your gear, he's got your autographs, and he's got the events. Chad Rogers and sports fans of West Virginia. Want to give a big shout out to Astor Auto, the leader in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astork Auto of Charleston. When you get there, tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. Astork Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. 
Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. The Raspy Voice Kids are back. It's Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, with... J.N. Fiend, Jeremy Phoenix. Yes, 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 I'm here. Football time. Every single day, every chance we get, we're going to talk about football. And this happens to be recording day, and so we're talking about football. Today, Jeremy, I want to talk about the 24-7 sports article written by Mike Casaza, detailing his version of the depth chart. Let me say what he always says. This is not official so before anybody says, well, the Raspberry Voice Kids said this is not official. This is based on Mike Casaza's uh, observations, based on the things that he's been, that he's been told by the coaches, and just based on things that we know. So without further ado, let's go. You want to start? We're going to start with quarterback. All right. I know you say you say you want to start. You got the list, player. <laughs> so well, so like he said, it's not been settled. Technically speaking, the quarterback position has not been settled. Hold up. Let me guess. Let me guess. That's what I'm trying to be funny, but also Kendall. Austin Kendall. Okay, yes. He he says what I say, which is that Kendall had a slightly better performance in the spring game than Jack Allison. There were people who said Allison had a better performance. I can see maybe equal, but I don't even think it was equal, to be honest with you. Um, Get out of here with that spring game, though. I'm not hating against Jack but Allison. Not, but I'm like, the spring game the don't thing. mean anything. That's not the only thing. He was the first one on the field, which is most accurately. Oh, whoa, whoa. Let me change my opinion on him being the first person on the field. Being the first. No, no, no. First person on the field as far as quarterbacks, meaning he was probably with what we would consider the actual first team. Got, I, got, I got you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you meant like he came out first. He was so rear to and go. He didn't play, well, he did come out. He didn't. He came out of the game first. He didn't play as long as Jack Allison or Trey Lowe played. Austin, so, play, Austin played with the ones first. Yes. Austin okay, Kendall did. That's what you're trying to say. Got you. So he's not played very much. But according to everybody at Oklahoma, he made the quarterback controversy. Uh, he made it a quarterback controversy twice with Baker and with Ky- uh, Kyler. So, so this, I don't believe that personally. No, I don't believe it because we're saying you're talking about a quarterback battle. If you made it, you made it a quarterback battle with two consecutive Heisman Trophy winners, two consecutive first picks overall in the NFL draft, and now you're battling it out with Jack Allison. Jack Allison. Jeremy, you have to remember, Dana Holgerson has already admitted that he had a deal in place before the ball game. There's rumor, there are rumors that, uh, according to Jim Ashley, who's just started his blog, that Dana Holgerson did not use all of the practices that he was okay. allotted for okay. the ball game, and all of that matches exactly what Jack Allison looked like. The other thing you have to remember is Austin Kendall was in an offense for three years, four years, because he'll be a fifth-year senior, um, at Oklahoma. Right? I'm oh, sorry, no, three years at Oklahoma, where he basically learned what Lincoln Riley does and how to do it. Now he's learning a completely new system, which he's learning at the same time as everybody else. Which, by the way, so I, all I'm saying is that that could be a slowdown as far as showing. Now, now we're, we are going to get back to this breakdown of what Mike Kazaza had as the starters. I do have a question for you because I was thinking about this the other day and I know I'm interrupting. Doesn't matter. It's my show. Do what I want. Um, Austin Kendall. And it just, I don't know why it just hit me. I'm so late. He comes from Lincoln Riley's offensive system. Do you think that's going to be of benefit when we match up against them? 
It's not just about what you do, it's when you do it. And that's what makes Lincoln Riley so great. So while you might understand tendencies, you might be able to figure it out. You don't know when he's pulling the trigger or how he is. The other thing is Oklahoma's always Do you mul- recognize play calls? Oklahoma's and- always multiple, which means they have options. So the play breaks down, Jalen Hurts can still run 40 yards on you. That's true. So, yes, it's going to help. But well, What if you know that Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball? Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> I you're going to see that on film. But I got a feeling Jalen Hurts isn't going to have to be very accurate when he throws the ball because none of the Oklahoma quarterbacks have had to be, even though they are. Um, because the receivers are so open so often. And not just against us, against the nation, including SEC yeah. defenses. Um, that takes us to running back. Now That's why I like him. Get back on track. Who do you think he picked as the starting running back? I think he's I think he's gonna go with Petaway. I haven't seen this, so I'm going to guess Petaway, and he has Petaway as the starting running back. Martel Petaway with the backup being Letty Brown. Okay. And he like he says Starter backup, there's not a whole lot of difference because they're both going to play. Um, but not only has Petaway been a- impressive, he's also got the experience. Letty Brown obviously coming off a, a very nice freshman season. Um, and by the way, if you remember, that was my pick, by the way, too. I told you I thought Kennedy McCoy would take a step back. I got you. I, I think who starts the year is not going to be end up being who finishes the year as starter. I think Petaway's a great, a great running back, and he's very versatile. I feel like there's people. I feel like Petaway is one of the people across the board. He's a B plus, but I don't, I don't know if he's an A plus anywhere. You know, Petaway. Yeah, I think he's a B plus across the board. That's what's great about him. He's strong. He's fast. He's quick. He has good eyes. He, you know, he has Breaks hands. Tackles. Blah blah blah. I feel like, but who who of our running backs does? I think Letty Brown may be an uh, the only one an who, A and A break tackler. I think Sink may be an A. You take it to the take house. To the house. That's what I, was gonna say. Um, I think McCoy one. may be an A receiving out of the backfield. That's why I know that traditionally Neil Brown and his coaching staff don't go with a bunch of running backs because of our talent and what we have, and they use what we have. I can't see it just being. A well, two back, two two back. Well, he talks about that because okay. it's going to be the running backs are, are going to be two backs. Everywhere he's been, that's what he's done. But one of the things he talks about next, we'll skip to next because we're going to get to what you're talking about because what you're talking about makes sense. Yeah, the tight ends. Now, I saw this before a lot of people were talking about it. I saw it on Snap, or on Instagram. I won't say who put it up, but I saw a picture of Giovanni Haskins in a sling, and I immediately was uh, upset. Um, I believe it was his right arm in a sling. You know, it could be big, could be small. Evidently, he had a he had a surgical procedure done. Okay, it must be a surfing accident. I saw him at the beach in July, so <laughs> must I don't know there. what it is. What I do know is that he should be ready to go for the season. But if for some reason he's not, you got Michael Laughlin. Problem with that, he's coming off an ACL injury. We know usually it's not until year two from of recovery that a player really is able to establish themselves. Hopefully, we're wrong there. But you also have T.J. Banks, so he's got an asterisk. Giovanni Haskins, if he's healthy. T.J. Banks or Michael Laughlin if he's not. So we'll have to wait and see what they do with that. T.J. Banks. You also have Jesse Beal, who's 28 years old, and his girlfriend is fire. Just FYI. Right, right. T.J. Banks, is that uh, Uncle Phil and and Carlton's? Ain't that right? (laughs) Ain't that right, Uncle Phil? (laughs) Ashley, all the mother banks. All right, so then he skips. My natural progression would be next to go to your next skill position, which would be receiver. But Casaza jumps to the offensive line. And one of the things he, that he says right here, instead of thinking in terms of uh, left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, think of terms of left and right side. Think of guys who can play left and right side. So this guy can play tackle or guard on the left side. Initially, initially, as you think about that, do you think that's a good thing or do you think that's a... 
I think that's the way to think about it. I think that's what they've been. That's he says just in general. When you're thinking about an offensive line, that's the way you think about it. And over the last couple of years, we've learned because interchangeable parts because of injuries and things of that nature. Um, and then of course you got you have to have more than one guy who can play center in case of an emergency. But we'll go down through the list. So this is not real surprising. It's going to be McKivitz on the left at tackle, who was second team All Big Twelve yeah. preseason last year. Kelby Wickline will be your starting right tackle, almost guaranteed. Those guys he believes, Neil Brown I should say, believes could be All Big Twelve type talents. Which level for a second third? He didn't say, but he mentioned them as All Big Twelve type talent. We know McKivitz for sure. Wickline's really come on. Um, he's got Junior Uzibu. Um, backing McKivitz up, and he's got Tyler Thurman backing up Wickline. Now, we, of course, just picked up uh, a transfer. Juco transfer, yeah. Yeah, a guy named John Hughes. Um, he played guard and tackle in junior college, but he looks more like a guard. Than that. He's a big dude, very big dude. So there's some depth there, but overall we don't have a whole lot of depth. We do have kids coming in the summer. Um, Donovan Beaver and Parker Moore, but we'll have to wait and see exactly what we're going to get. Um, as far as the guards are concerned, we have Josh Sills and we have Mike Brown. Now, Mike Brown of the Brown Twins is the one everybody's been talking about as the talent because yeah. he didn't play ball until late in his career in high school. He didn't play until high school. It's almost like Yadney Kajust, who didn't play football until high school and then ends up being a draft pick. Mike Brown has the physical Oh, talent. oh the Patriot. Yeah, New England, New England Patriot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, and, gotcha. Yeah, so, I feel you. So you've got two good guards there. Josh Hills, of course, has great hair. If you're if you're not sure about who Josh Hills is, okay. All right. So um, and so then it's Mike Brown and Bryson Mays who on that side. So what do you make of us going to get this junior college transfer? That we we lack depth on the offensive line. We it's how I feel too. Yeah, we lost. Uh, so we so lost, we lost uh, Jones. Um, you talk about spring games. We didn't look spectacular on the offensive line spring games last year. We we were very sometimesy. Um, we do have talent on the offensive line, but like going to get that junior college transfer makes me feel like it is a alarm bell. We need depth. Yeah. So it's one of the things and, and we where might, we we can't afford. We have another scholarship we might end up using on on that. It's one of the things where if you see one of our offensive line clutching their 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 knee at the end of a play. To take a big gulp because we don't have depth. The offensive line is already something that everybody's worried about. True. So, I mean, that's not anything new. So, you go from Matt Jones, who started all 25 games the past two but that's, seasons. But that, he transfers to Youngstown State for his fifth-year yeah. senior option. But I'm go sorry. Go, go ahead. No. But that's the reason why I feel like Austin Kendall is more advantageous than than – than, than Jack, than Jack, because because I feel mobility. like he has a little he he yeah he has a little bit more mobility. I, I agree, and I feel like there are going to be times when things break down. And I haven't, I want to have faith in this offensive line. Last year, I, I felt like we were going to be better. We have new coaches. I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not sure what to make of this offensive line. We had the spring well, game. The coaches said so, that he, so, so I'm not feeling really optimistic. But to have a mobile quarterback who can get out of some of those jams that we may put him in, I feel and like who his, knows when to throw it away. Too. There you go. Neil Brown says he likes the guys who've played, but there's only been five or six guys who've really played. So that's the thing. It's just depth. Chase Barrett's going to be the starting center, it looks like. Jacob Butchergrass is going to miss all the offseason. It says that he should be back. Um, I do like that those guys, uh, Butchergrass and, and, and Barrett, um, had... I told you how I figured out how to say his name. I think you did. I can't we remember. were saying his name on the show, Burnt, Chase Burnt. Yeah. And when I saw, I was on the sidelines, and he walked past me, he said, Barrett, like parent. 
Yeah. I said, all right, thanks for listening to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and whatever, he could have told me whatever he wanted to tell me his name was, big old huge self. So, yeah. you know. um, so anyway, um, they say Bryson Mays is also taking snaps at center. So it's a little cluttered back there, but we have an idea. The, the thing is we know who the starters are. We know who our five starters are. It's about building the depth beside behind that. Now to the glory spot, which again, like I just feel like this article is out of place and not hating on Mike. It just threw me for a loop. We'll go back to the receivers now. Marcus Sims leaves, best receiver that we had on the team coming back, arguably the best last year when healthy before the injury. Explosive. Explosive that's, for that's sure. That's a word. But he also showed last year that he could do more than just outrun you, that he could do other things. Marcus Sims is the kind of guy, when I'm playing my video game or when I used to play my minute video game, I was recruited. 99 speed, or maybe not 99, but, you know, the yeah. high speed, yeah. go deep, take the top off the defense. Yeah, he's he, he was a good ball player. Well, what they've been doing with T.J. Simmons in the absence of Marcus Sims is you take T.J. Simmons, a guy who's been playing as an outside receiver most of his career and his time with WVU, he's now been playing inside. So the idea, according to Casaza, he believes that he's going to end up doing both. He feels like he's going to end up doing both. So this is the way he puts down wide receiver X. Bryce Wheaton is the starter with Ricky Johns as the backup. And Sam James Jett Jr. is what I'm finna call him. But we'll wait and see. Like you always say, wait and see. (laughs) Sam James and Randy Fields are your one and two at wide receiver Z, leaving obviously the question mark about what exactly is going to happen with TJ Simmons. Okay. Also leaving out Jet Life Wright, Winston Wright, Running that sub 10 5, 100. Um, what was it 100 move? Hey, whatever it was. He's fast. Winston Wright, Jet Life Wright coming up. Um, and also somebody that the fan base has fallen in love with, Allie Jennings, is showing up this summer. Yeah. Who's already shown love on his recruiting visit, going to the hospital. Not, not That doesn't make catches and score touchdowns, but it shows you he understands the culture already. And Mountaineer fans already love and respect that. And when you're doing the little things, it's, it's sometimes you, you feel like they're doing the bigger things. So we also have the Temple transfer, Sean Ryan. Um, so if he ends up eligible, he'll be another outside receiver possibly. So the curious thing now is the inside receiver. We already talked about TJ Simmons. So this is how he mentioned it. There's a version 1 and there's a version 1.1. Tevin. It's T.J. Simmons starting with Devin Bush as T.J. Simmons in one situation with Isaiah Esdell as the backup, or Tevin Bush as the starter with Quincy Hall as the backup. It just depends on what they want to do. They say it's going to be a multiple thing. So we're we're this play- is going to be fun, man. Exactly. All these new names—that's a thing. Well, Quincy Hall had a little bit of a breakout last uh, in the bowl game. No, last year, you know, there's certain names, the but like game. like there's certain names that we just came accustomed to. This year is going to be, other than the running backs, it's a whole new year for well, back offensive to running stats. backs. Alex Sinkfield is mentioned there in that inside receiver spot. Yeah, I heard McCoy last year. Oh, well, McCoy could catch some passes. Who said that? I think I did. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> And Dana, those guys were keeping it close to the vest. But Alex Sinkfield has to be on the field. He's too much of a game breaker. He's too explosive. He's too explosive. That It makes way more sense for Alex Sinkfield to get some, some touches there because – I think, especially with the kind of backfield or kind of offensive line we're going to have, grind is going to be grinded out. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. 
Um, the kicker, no questions. Evan Staley, we got a freshman, Colton McGee, who's a really good kicker. They said when we had Keenan Cummings on, he said he's a gem no one's talking about because he's a kicker, but he's a gem, a diamond in the rough. But Evan Staley made his last 12 field goals. I think he was 14 of 16. No, 16 of 20 last season, according to Casaza. He made his last 12 attempts. So he's a guy that we trust, really not much to talk yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, we love Evan. Um, and when it comes to return guys, this is where we get back to Alex Sinkfield. Kick return, Alex Sinkfield and Sam James. Now, oh, my. Now that, Sam, now that Sims is gone, those are your two fastest guys. If, James might have been the fastest guy anyway. If James and Sinkfield are back, I'm, I'm, we're gonna I'm take, excited already to talk about it. Me too, but then I try to catch myself. I try and to the catch punt myself. returners, Tevin Bush and TJ Simmons. Okay, I like that because you need sure-handedness. Yeah, I like Tevin Bush there because I think you've got to get him as much – as many touches. He's the kind of kid who needs as many touches as possible because he's explosive. And he's always a step away from making a play. You want your best hands on punt uh, on the punt return team because here's the thing. The difference is they're both returns, but like punts, there's so many times they catch the ball and the guy's within a yard of them. You have to be able to feel the punt. Then you have to have some wiggle to begin with. Kickoff's a little different. You be, you're able to catch the ball, you know, compose yourself, then continue because you have a whole, you know, blocking section in front of you. Yeah. You need your best hands. On, on punt returns. At and, least that's what and I think. And good decision makers. Yeah. And fearless. And quick. And there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but, but the first I, thing is you got to I guess what I'm it. trying to say, there's a difference between kickoff returns and punt returns. There is. All right. Now let's go on to the defense. Take top off defense. All right. So defensive end. Um, the defensive line, if you listen to our show with Casaza, this is where Casaza was the most excited that our defensive line looked so good. And there was so much more depth than he anticipated. So his projected defensive ends are Taj Alston and Jeffrey Pooler. Okay? Okay. Yeah, I got you. So what he's saying is it looks like Alston's going to be exactly what we hoped out of a JUCO. Instant action. Not one of these guys who's got a learning curve. Not one of these guys who's got to catch up, get, catch up to Big 12 speed. But he's going to be all ready to play. All right. If he could play ball, man, that'd be huge for us. And then you got Tavis Lee, Stone Wolfley, son of Dale, and Quandarius Qualls, who was playing linebacker last year. All that they can play that position. So there, there, you've got some depth there at that spot. Nose guard, we are a little thin because of a transfer. Okay, Tyrese Allen, the kid from Kentucky, decided to transfer, hit that portal button, and because he decided to be in the portal, we only have Darius Stills. <coughs> Who's going to be the starter with Brennan Thrift, the kid from Penn State? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brennan Brennan Thrift, um, he's been lots of different places, but he's got big time talent. So we're solid as long as the first two is another one of those things where you, you said as long as nobody gets injured, we're good. And Darius <laughs> still has had a little bit of a was it Darius or Dante? One of the two had a scare um, going into or go at at the spring game. Jordan Jefferson, that freshman that can squat five billion pounds already who's not even 18 years old. He hasn't stepped on campus yet, so he's another guy. Um, And then, like they said, there are ways you can slide Dante and Reese Donahue if you really needed to get some snaps. At defensive tackle, very strong. Reese Donahue is going to be your guy. Uh, Again, not flashy, but he gets the job done. Did you say nose tackle and now you're saying defensive tackle? We had nose guard. Okay, okay. And now defensive tackle. I was going to say, I thought she said nose tackle. I was like, wait. And, and then Casaza says, which is, this is so interesting to me. I don't know what to make of it or how to figure this out. He says his backup, Reese Donahue's backup is, oh, maybe the most talented player on the defense, Dante Stills. Oh, no question. But he's not starting. Well, here's a, th- yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, 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 that is. And of course, 
This is not real. This is just a synopsis of Mike Casaza's article. If you haven't read it from 24-7 Sports, excellent article. I always like these when he does them. It's based on insight, not just conjecture, but it's not 100% foolproof. It's just fun to do while we're waiting for football. I guess I will say this. Talent doesn't mean it shows every play on the field. I'll say this. And I'm all not, the coaches are saying, though. No, I'm not, and I'm not saying that. That wasn't about Dante Steele's, in, 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 like, personally. I'm just saying sometimes you could be the most talented person, but if you don't work as hard as somebody who's less talented, it could drop you It also could be that a true sophomore can't overcome a, a fifth-year senior, Reese Donahue's talent. I mean, like, the, 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 Awareness. Difference, the difference in talent isn't great enough to trump the experience. Donahue's awareness. Look, here's the thing. You know what I mean? If if you run a four eight forty at middle linebacker, but you know where the play's going every single time, that gives you a half a, a couple beats more than a guy who runs a four six who may not, you know, yeah. know the plays. Give so, me the guy with a four six, by the so, way. So so when you have a so when you have a, a, that that kind of awareness, it really does make a difference. And then we're still waiting on Jalen Thornton, who his daddy John Thornton, when he was on our show, shout out to John Thornton. Said is better than him at this point. In his what do you career. mean by by waiting on him? He doesn't. I mean, he's a true freshman. He doesn't show up till summertime. Okay. He's got to graduate, go to prom, all that kind of stuff. All right. Um. So, and there's also another scholarship, by the way. So the scholarship can be used on the offensive line. It could be used on that defensive line. Um. But there's some other things. Okay. Bandit. We're talking about linebacker now. Van Darius Cohen, Zach Sandwich. Those are your guys. Van Darius Cohen. Is a former four-star transfer from Alabama. Like, uh, I've, just, I've never seen him play. I have no questions about him. I saw him play, and there are no reasons to have any questions. And the thing that's cool is I saw him walking through the man trip, and I said, what up, Van Darius? And I could tell he's still getting used to people learning who he is here. It won't take, it's not going to take Mountaineer Nation long. Number 32 is going to be on your TV screen a lot. Yeah. No, no, no. Bama boy, couldn't stay out of trouble before. So far, he's kept his nose clean. They were worried about him to start. No, 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 no. VDC, maybe. Zach Sandwich looking strong there as the backup there for Bandit. Um, last year, we had a ton of injuries. We didn't have the right players. This year, it looks like we have a plenty of players that are going to get some time. x Low is a guy who played last year and played well in situations. Um, Charlie Benton and Adam Hensley, they're both coming back from injury. They missed the spring, but it looks like that they're going to end up playing at Bandit too, but there's flexibility there as we get to the other linebackers. Last year, we were so down on linebacker. We had so many injuries, so many people played, and that was our excuse. We're like, look, we were missing how many linebackers? How many teams could play with this? We were missing five of our best six linebackers. That's why every time somebody says, with all the talent we had last year, I'm like, okay, take five of the best six linebackers off of any team. This year, it is a strength because all those guys that you're naming – Played extensive minutes last year. Yeah, they played. So that that is a really good thing for us. And this year, they got experience. They've seen it. They've been in the heat of the battle. They played Iowa State at night. They played Oklahoma. They played Texas. They're ready to go. Middle linebacker Dylan Tonkery, Shea Campbell. Again, guys who played a lot. Undersized, but yeah. But smart and tough. And, and, and also, also, and you have to remember, these are college kids with a great workout program. I'm guessing that they're significantly bigger this year. Yeah. They do a lot of those pictures on Instagram. The kids will show 
from like when they're freshmen. Michael Laughlin is pretty funny. Some of these guys have really funny like before and after pictures from freshman year, especially when you get to the senior ones. Tevin Bush has a good one. Um, I got a feeling the girls are still talking to these star athletes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're also talking about walk-on sophomore Jake Abbott being able to play in the middle. So we have plenty of actual talent and playing ability there. At Will Linebacker, we talked about Josh Chandler possibly playing Bandit, um, but they're saying that he could play Will and be the starter. When I say they, I mean Mike Casaza, 24-7 sports. Josh Chandler would be the starter with Diamante Lindsey. So somebody, he says here, remember, David Long could have stayed. And all I think about is what if David Long would have stayed? Because I think this defense is going to be above average for the Big 12. No, absolutely. If he just stayed. But we're past that. He's gone. We get a guy like Josh Chandler. If you remember, Josh Chandler's not a big guy. He's a slight guy, but he's fast. He's got a lot of talent. He tore his knee up against Tennessee. And what I love about guys like that is they're hungry. They're hungry to learn and they're hungry to be able Yeah, and as long as, again, sometimes it takes longer than norm, longer than other people. Even though physically, structurally, your knee's okay. Mentally, you may not be there yet. So we'll have to wait and see where he is. I guess what I'm saying is but they're, because they're undersized a little bit and they're maybe not as fast as some of the other people, um, they've had to work harder. They're yeah. Hungry. They're hungry to prove themselves. Yeah. They're not entitled. There's a lot of kids on our defense who have been in the program for a few years who are still just as hungry. And for me, that excites me. I, that makes me feel like we're in good hands. People who want to be there, people who are going to be in the film room looking over film. Speaking of guys like that, Giovanni Stewart. Guy played a lot of linebacker last year. Now he's playing that hybrid spear position where he's kind of a safety, kind of a linebacker, comes up, helps with the run. He can cover two if necessary. Um, it's actually pretty perfect for a guy like him. And it's nice to see that he's going to get that spot with Quantel Reigns backing him up. And it's so funny because you got two very different body types there. But again, it gives you mix and match ability when you're me- mixing packages. Because you probably don't want Giovanni Stewart on a tight end. You'd rather Quantel there, right? Oh, that's really funny. You talk about their body types because they are so different. They're completely different. Giovanni's five. Giovanni's probably five eight. Six three. Yeah, he'll hit you in the mouth too, though. You got Alaquipa boy. Don't let him. Don't let. Don't let the you know the size fool you. He'll hit you too. Um, so like it says, Casaza says, if offenses can be multiple, defenses have to be as well. This is all just what he's seen. Now, cornerback, I love. You got Josh Norwood, transfer from Ohio State. Who's he? Oh, we already know him because he played all last year. He played last year, and he played like a dog. Even though I know we don't say that no more, it's too hard to get out of my vernacular. And then on the other side, you got a Michigan transfer in Keith Washington. Who? Oh, we know him because he put on the coal miners helmet, turnover helmet, multiple times. Including that pick to seal the game against the Texas Tech Red Raiders because big players make big plays in big games. Big moments, too. Backups being Drashawn Miller. And Hakeem Bailey. Hakeem Bailey looked good all spring, like Casaza said. Sam James roasted him the entire spring game. I don't know if that says more about Sam James or if it says more about Hakeem Bailey. What I do know, though, is I like our starting corners. Um, Three seniors, and their only other cornerback on scholarship is Jordan Adams. So, oh, by the way, Jordan Adams (laughs) in the spring game got an interception. And then did the, did the throat slash gesture and got a 15-yard penalty in the spring. <laughs> he also, Jordan Adams, also went Baker Mayfield on him. Baker Mayfield versus Kansas on him in the same, play, in the same throat slash play. Because people were booing about it, but nah, he earned it. Um, 
Yeah, so we're still waiting on Nick Troy Fortune, who's supposed to be a speedster. Tavian Mayo, also a freshman, we're waiting, to see, waiting on them. Um, we've got cat safety with Derek Pitts, kid from South Charleston. I love seeing these West Virginia boys. Yep, so uh, Derek Pitts has looked good again. He's had the talent. You can see flashes. And that kid has so much athleticism. With Sean Mahone being his backup. Um, so it's not, like you said, it's not a finished product. We're waiting to see. And then you have free safety where we got KR5, Kenny Robinson. I say KR5 because that's his name on Instagram. It's so funny. You look at our secondary and we know all these guys. They're all back. Yep. Yes, he's back. You know, allow me to reach myself. I'm ready for them to be our strength. They've played together long enough. They've had enough time to gel. Um, they're athletic enough. I'm ready for them to get it. And Jake Long being the backup, he's athletic as well. Yeah. Kenny Robinson, all Big 12 last year. Jake Long. And did Jake Long get hurt last year? Yep. So he didn't play. Didn't play as but, much. But last year, they were talking about him during springtime before he got Yep. So Jake Long, like we have. But Jake played corner last year, so now he's moving to safety. That's what I'm saying. Jake Long, Akeem Bailey. We, I mean, these guys who are on the two deep can come right in and play ball. You know, we go, we go into a dime package or whatever, and there's a few extra receivers. We have guys who can guard the receivers that we should have made. Really not sure who the punter is going to be um, because Evan Mathis and Evan Staley, they both punted. Uh, I'm sorry, Evan Staley and Casey Lake, they both punted, but they did not punt very well. Um, Evan Mathis warmed up but did not kick during the spring game, and Colton McGee, of course, is a freshman we're waiting on, so we really don't know who the, the punter will be. I'm guessing it won't be Staley because I doubt they'll have him kick and punt. Most kids don't have the strength and stamina to do both of those things at the college, at the college level. It's kind of always weird to me because how many times do you want to kick off? Anyway? But you think about all the warm-up you're doing, all the practice you're doing on the sidelines, all those things. Your leg – I mean, you're you're doing – an abnormal motion with your leg. You see how high that leg goes on the kick. That's not a normal motion. It's like a pitcher, too. Like, you watch – I mean, now, I'm saying that, and I could be wrong. People can correct me. Yeah, but pitchers don't – You can't punt and kick during the same game? Dana didn't like his guys doing it, and it sounds like Neil Brown doesn't want his guys doing it, doing it now. So, we're going to have to wait and see, but that's the way it looks uh, thus far. I was just excited to see something that looked like a two deep where I could sink my teeth and get an idea of where everybody's going to be on the field. Um, offensively, it's all about quarterback and offensive line because I think our receivers are young, but I think that they're going to be put in good positions where physically they can just be who they are and they're talented. Physically, we have a lot of talented receivers. I'm not worried about that. Running back, we have plenty, plenty of experience. Um, tight end, same way, as long as Giovanni Haskins is healthy. The question mark is, will we have enough depth on the offensive line and will Austin Kendall live up to the billing? Defensively, will the defensive line have enough depth? And um, same thing at corner, will we have enough depth at corner? I think everywhere else we're sound. Um, And when I say sound, I mean I still project six to eight wins, eight being our max, six being our minimum. In my opinion, uh, I really hope we don't go below that six. I'd love to see bowl eligible the first year. You think so? All the love, all the outpouring. If we don't win six games, Mountaineer fans, it'll just be really funny to see. Yep, but we'll get to see him in, I think it's, you know what, I don't even know how many days, but we're going to see him in the fall. So can't wait.
Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.